Yo, check us out. Chuck, the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K-O-L for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Matt Smine, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Same, we in, yeah, we in the same pack. 
Okay, okay. Was Tony, um, you know, talking about Suave Records and everything? Uh, was he was he always wanting to, uh, you know, put out music? Or? Well, I met him in the seventh grade. Then we we lost touch for a couple of years. Then we ran back to each other in high school. So in high school, we was just you know what everybody was doing back then, running around in the streets. So we both dropped out of high school. So when I dropped out of high school, he uh. He tried to give me a job, but around the time he was trying to give me a job, he worked at this, uh, it was like a ham, a ham slicing company, something like that. But he also was like dabbling in music. You know, Tony had big mic verbs. Oh, really? Yeah, he Before had big mic verbs. Going the convict? Yeah, yeah, he had big mic verbs. So he had big mic, and he had this rapper, I think his name was like, Quiz. If Tony was on some being a boss way before it even happened, you know what I'm saying? So I remember him showing me like a little photo shoot of Big Mike. So I think I think Big Mike wound up going to, uh, you know, Johnny C produced Peter Man, right? Yeah. So I think Peter Man, I'm not sure. I think Peter Man was Tony song. If I'm something like that, he had something to do with it. So wow. I think when Mike went to when Mike went that route, you know, he was looking for a group because I think I think it was Tony, it was Tony, it was somebody named Big Troy, and it was JB. Well, JB came in the end, but it was Tony and Big Troy. So I think when we came about, we were supposed to be dissing the uh, convicts. Oh, really? But, really? Cause, yeah, so Mike but it, went but, out to rap yeah, like so, that. Yeah, but uh, it was, it was doing a song called Knockout Artists, but we wound up not doing I mean, it wasn't a diss, though. Well, that's, well, that's good, man. Nobody nobody needs uh, beef anyway. Um, <clears> but <throat> I didn't know that. I didn't know Big Mike because, you know, he came from New Orleans, and uh, yeah. I didn't know he hooked up with Suave. Did he record yeah, anything him and Tony with Mike before he left, other him, than the Peter Man? Him and, him and Tony worked together. Yeah. Yeah, they had worked together. And uh, I think Big Mike did, uh, well, he did the song with Ball and G, Friend of Four. I think Tony got him to do that. But, like, early on, though, Tony was like, man, Tony just had, like, a, 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 a hip-hop IQ. Because even... Even during that time period, like, like he had us getting produced by the get, like Johnny C was a ghetto boy. Tony was like eight, seventeen, eighteen years old, mm. and he and he was already on some CEO stuff. You know what I'm saying? So he, uh, Prince Johnny C, produced us when he was still rapping a lot. So he, Prince Johnny C, produced the first war release. Yeah, Johnny C. Um, he produced the, uh, the the Smooth Rhyme Criminals, didn't he? Yeah, he produced the whole. Uh, uh, it was an EP. He produced the whole uh, EP called uh, "Stuck Between the Styles." Wow. Now, yeah. now here you are. You're still pretty much a kid yourself. Um, yeah. You know, you had to have heard the Ghetto Boys coming up. What was it like for you to make music? You know, being produced by one of the. Uh, you know, what I'm saying. 
ghetto boys from making trouble. I mean, the fact that it was one of the first uh, wax albums. I mean, I think I had the EP. Matter of fact, I still got the the EP. I think it's a uh, we run this or something like that. And uh, yeah. so yeah, and I think it was like in '88 or something like right. It was early on, so for years later to wind up being produced by Johnny C. And then, you know, we was going, we was in the studio at the same time as they was recording that We Can't Be Stopped album. And we was just teenagers. And we had our, we had our session, and they was in another session. At, uh, I think it was uh, Doug King studio with, uh, I think he had a studio with B.O. So you you just Tony, soaking up game, I imagine. Yeah, learning all kinds I mean, of things. Yeah, Tony had what's that group from New York? Uh, it's a group from New York, organized confusion. I think with Pharaoh Munch, like when they were yeah. in the group, when he was in the group, yeah, they was in our session too. Wow. And this way before everybody was just rapping, like he was Tony was before his time. Oh, like a uh, almost like a visionary, like an Easy E or a Master P, <clears throat> Jay Prince. Yeah, I, I, um, I look at Tony like I look at Tony. Well, really, I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna put him on a on a high scale. I look at Tony like I look at Tony for as, as business wise and putting things together, like like how Death Row was for his talent. He had that yeah. kind of talent around him, production wise, rappers. Yeah, he had it. He still got it. So, um the first of the first project, okay, Big Mike didn't work out he ended up project is his smooth rhyme criminals. Now, uh who's in the group? It's you and Thorough, right? Yeah, his name was R. Swift at the time. It was well well Tony, when he was looking for a group, I said I had knew somebody I had went to school with. And uh, cause he was rapping. I think I think his name is Rich Rich Robinson. Uh, I think he was over there trying to do something at uh, cause he had a, a DJ. It was, he had a DJ homeboy named DJ Smooth. I think they were trying to do something at Shortstop with Troy with Lil Troy at one time. So I don't know how serious he was about it, but like being I knew him and he, and he actually rapped. I told Tony I know somebody that rapped, and I brought I brought Thorough or R Swift. Tony. Wow. And so Thorough eventually went on to um, form the group uh, South Circle with Big Mike. Um, Mr. Mike, yeah, Mr. Mike. Yeah, Mr. Mike, my bad. Um, But this this project, it was just you guys. Um, What happened uh, as far as, like, uh, why didn't you guys follow up with uh, after the EP? Did you guys break up immediately, or? Well... Well, you know, the early on when 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 two people, I don't think see things the same way. Like being a group, right? Because like Tony put everything together. Tony came up with the name. Tony came up with the pro- the uh, concept of Mr. Big. You know, it was he was he was pretty much a and on. He was not only CEO, he was a and on the project. You know, and being young, he just want to rap at first. So I started going to Prince John C house by myself. Cause like after we finished after we finished the E P, we were supposed to start working on the album. So at this time I'm hungry, right? So I'm going over Johnny C house recording. 
Because Johnny Johnny C he he took a liking to me. So I'm at the studio all the time, record. So I guess somebody must have said something and it got back and it just it just caused confusion and being that Tony was me and him was friends first, you know, I went with Johnny. Johnny was uh, just a, a, like ready, red, a wizard. I mean, just a genius. Um, <clears throat> what was it like? He brought uh, me around all that. What was it like working with him? Oh, man, it was great, man. <laughs> Johnny, see, because before that, you know, I had no dealing with studios and producers, and I had no dealings with none of that. So Johnny pretty much taught me everything. He, he took me on the road with him. He took me when he used to promote to the clubs at night. He used to take me up. I used to go rap a lot every, I used to go rap a lot like every, every week, uh, every couple of days, right? I even seen parts of, uh, what's that movie? Uh, I think, I think rap a lot had the soundtrack first, uh, Deep Cover. I seen, I seen parts of Deep Cover at, at the rap a lot office with the, with the, uh, numbers still at the bottom. <laughs> Wow. So it was a lot. It was a lot going. It was a lot going on, man. So Johnny was a uh, Johnny was shooting videos. Uh, I think I'm in his first. I'm in his first video. My mom in his first video. So he was pretty much just giving me a lot of seasoning, man. Now you said you was at the Rapala offices. Was there ever a point in time when you was going to sign with Rapala or in talks with Little J? Uh. N- well, no, because I come from Swag, right? And 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 even though how I left wasn't it wasn't a problem how I left, right? We stayed we stayed cool. It's just the fact that at the time, I think thorough, right? We just we just we we didn't we didn't as a group we supposed to have the same the same complaints, right? But let's not get in front of the person, and then when we complain, it it sounds like I'm the one that's complaining, and then you're not saying that. So I look like the one who's complaining, but I'm just talking about business, though, you know. Yeah. But it's it's so, you know it, it's part of the history. It's yeah, all yeah. Uh, part of the history. But no, nah, I was I was never going to rap a lot. Were, no. were you planning on doing anything, uh, you know, else with Suave, like uh, solo wise? Or? Uh, no, this was all right. This would happen. So when 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 I left, when I left, I started working on a solo with with Johnny C. Johnny C. started producing uh-huh. like me a solo album. So we did like we did like probably like seven songs, right? Like in '91, I did Hit 'Em Up. It was like Hit 'Em Up was like a diss song. Towards Suave, it never got released. I think I did like four more songs. Cause I, the name of my project was called The Criminal Element. Cause I was taking that part of that name out the group and still making it. Cause I was that in the group, so I was riding with the whole criminal thing the whole time. So Johnny had a, I think I think Johnny was, I think Johnny album was uh. Distributed through Priority, I think, and I think he's gonna try to give me a deal with Priority. But when he left Rap a lot, he left Houston. 
when he left Houston, he took the project with him. And that was that. Well, so yeah. he, he he went back to uh he went New back Jersey. to the East Coast. Yeah, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Trenton. And um now that left uh you, you you wondering probably like what were you gonna do next? What were right. you planning well, like after that? Well at that same time period, right? Tony Tony started coming up, so you know, Tony had brought uh Bald and G down here. So he introduced I mean I think I met G first. I met G first and then I think he had went back and then Ball came down and I met Ball. So Ball was gonna make a track for me at one time. Tony was gonna let Ball make a track for me when I first met him. So pretty much I was looking to be not back on Swab, but like we still was cool. But later on I wound up getting in trouble. When I got in trouble, I pretty much like the rap thing. I really wasn't looking at it like that. Cause I thought they was gonna give me like five years, <laughs> and so I just stayed around them. So I really wasn't yeah. like trying to get in studios and record and all that. Yeah, it probably, um, you know, I mean, I mean, sometimes you just other things happen in life and you go a different route. Yeah. Um, then I had but a kid, I wanted to be having a kid, and, you know, life kicked in, and that rap, <laughs> it was still there. But I'm seeing Tony, like, I'm seeing Tony, like, blow up. I'm seeing I'm seeing ads in Source Magazine and rap pages, and and I'll be talking to him, and he'll be telling me, I'm like, wow, man, like, just, he, he really just, he really impressed me. Yeah, he took it to the, uh, to the uh, next level for sure. Now, April. Man, Tony was Tony was doing so much. Tony was doing so much behind the scenes thing, things that people couldn't believe. He didn't. He didn't have a local mindset. Like his, his whole his whole little his whole little jump off was like it wasn't. He wasn't gonna be the local CEO from Houston. You know, he was gonna he was gonna be the one who uh, get touch every coast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um well you had uh April on the um SMC uh project, no? Not MJG the <laughs> ball. That's that's not but see that's not that's not that A ball. That's the A ball oh. from his name his name his name was his name was Dominique. The name was uh they called him Top Dollar. I think his name was his name was A Ball back then. And he was in this group called uh the Young Money Hustlers. So, the, yeah, that's the eight ball they have on. I read something in one of those little write-ups of that tape saying about eight ball. Not that eight ball. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's so weird, too, because um, you have a song on there called Mr. Big. I guess that was a thorough solo song. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that eight ball MJG, that, that, you know, had the Mr. Big song later on. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, why? That's why. That's why I start off. That's, that's why I start off with a funeral. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a dig at that song, right? Because, like, like Mr. Big was Tony's. That's Tony's idea, right? So, because he yeah. came with the idea, and he wanted wanted us to write the song, right? So, I had did knockout knockout artists was originally going was like I had wrote knockout artists before we even was a group, right? I had the verse for. Yeah. So, 
when he wanted somebody to do Mr. Big, because it was Mr. Big was probably was, was a song supposed to be by JB, and I just didn't I didn't at the time I didn't want to I didn't want to write it. Tony told him everything to write, and he wrote it, and I did the hook. So when when Ball and G when Ball did it over, it's the same story. <laughs> if you listen to it, it's the same story. Wow. Yeah, because uh, uh, I had interviewed Reginald Boylan of uh, OTS on the Strength Records, and he uh-huh. uh, he recalled uh, Tony coming down to Memphis to acquire, you know, about uh, Eight Ball and MJG. Um, and I guess uh, you know they, they didn't get in a fight or anything, but you know he ended up releasing Eight Ball MJG or whatever, and they went with Suave. Um, at this point, when you start seeing them blow up. And like you said, you're seeing the ads everywhere and everything like that. Did you have any, uh, uh, like, hey, man, I want to try to get back in it? You ever tell Tony, like, hey, maybe, maybe we could do something, or were you just completely done with rap? No, because, I, all right, at first, like, I was seeing their whole grind. Like, I, I watched Ball and them, like, turn the ball in G. Like, from, from like, I was, I, I've watched every album being recorded, right? From, from uh, coming out hard. Uh, what was the next one? On the outside looking uh, in, I think. Looking out. Outside looking in. Yeah, so I was, I was, I was really watching, but like at the same time, I'm soaking up game because like I never tried to go back. I just wanted to, I want, I wanted to soak up what Tony was knowing, what, what Tony knew, because yeah, think about it. Like my friends ain't the rapper, my friend is the CEO. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I'm looking at, I'm looking at. Cause I hear them rapping, I hear the music, but I'm looking at these moves that Tony made. Like Tony had a Southern group in Source Magazine. You know what I'm saying? Like Tony had Tony had Ball and G doing songs with like MC Breed and uh, Mac Mall back then, and E Forty back then. So I'm looking at like man, he 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 playing a whole different way. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, I mean, made a huge uh, imprint on, on hip hop, and uh, I always wondered, you know, uh, what happened because they, they was going to have a uh, uh, who was that uh, psychodrama from Chicago? Yeah, uh, my homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Um, psychodrama. Uh, well, psychodrama. Man, Tony had Jam Master J down here. I'm Tony like. Man, Tony had like the Swab House was like the Swab House has actually been a house or two or three, right? It's like a house with a studio in. So like people be coming to this house. So like one day you might see Mac Maw in the early days, right? Now by the time he had blew up to the point of I think around the time of when they were recording uh, Lost and, and uh, what's the other one? No more. Well. Ice Cube, uh, Jam Master J. I knock on the door and, and, and Ice Cube open up the door. <laughs> wow! Like just going over, just going over to visit, and I knock on the door, and, and and Ice Cube come open up the door, or like I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, and Jam Master, me and Jam Master J playing PlayStation. <laughs> That's amazing. So so he had he had like. He had everybody. He had everybody from every coast 
down here in Houston, and, and nobody was knowing. So the Swab House, I say this all the time, I said Swab House was a sound, but the moves that Tony was making is what made them sounds stand up like it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolute visionary. Um, I actually have some uh, snippets pulled up from the album. Um, okay. I'm going to go to a, a break right now. We're going to uh, listen to these snippets, and then uh, we're going to come back and chop it up more. And then we got a, a song that you did, uh, what was a couple years ago, called White Bronco. I can't wait to yeah. uh, check that out as well. So uh, we'll be right back with At Large. Don't go nowhere. What's so- Yo, it's Friday night, fight night at Swab. Yo, JB, Big Troy, what up, keep on it? Gotta play something to ya. Drop one. Just those smooth coming some hard hit motherfucking Naga artists, yeah. Put the motherfuckers in the rain. Yeah, round one. Yo, smooth, let's hit the motherfuckers hard. Knocking out chunk punks, blow like Tyson. I'm flow cold, the blood inside me is icing. Battles in dead zones, when I fly head tone. Led to the dome, so break off with pro kids zone. No one can flow because I blow out steam. Strong like a muscle man, so call him the A-team. And crashing motherfuckers a mile two gas and hold up had large packs a lot of few new for the 90s so you can ride the plastic taking no shit and putting bodies in caskets miracle hit man put out a contract smoke like a blunt i'm strapped ready for combat so i stroll with the bank that folds past old goals so i can get on the road and show you what i mean by steady smash i'm catching bodies in the eight down fashion six foot four dunk like sean kimpin respect like the godfather cause suckers i'm pimping I love the lakes, but at times they're whole. At shows, they want to choose up on the brother that flows. So I jet with the ride that's revving. Escape from go fingers like I was 007. And in a battle, I'm a gladiator. Stop the fight now, cause once it starts, it won't matter later. At Lord drops the largest. Cause I'm a hard-hitting motherfucking knockout on. Yeah, Lord. Shirt, baggy moves, your OG, made it 
when I noticed this girl Drinking a blue Hawaiian, singing black to the 90s Note for note at the bar While I'm scheming and plotting the gas ahead like a car So I approach, how you doing? Step off, you're not the man what I'm talking about and that's extremely hard to find. Um uh, probably gonna be paying a lot of Prince John C wife. <laughs> Prince John C wife? Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was his wife uh doing that that uh that the girl part. Yeah. And that was John, that, yeah, was, that he, was Tony talking at the beginning of the knockout order. Now, now, was this released on, on a CD as well, or just cassette and vinyl? Oh, uh, tape, like like it, it was released on tape and, and uh, vinyl. Because by the time it came out, like I was leaving, so we never got to we never got to get into the tape. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, got like you. soon uh, when the tape came out, I was I was pretty much out the door working on something else. Like it came out. A little time passed, cause like it was a whole bunch of crazy stuff started going on. Like I remember, I remember them playing it on the radio. I remember playing it on the radio, and then uh, one of our CEO here went to here went to jail, and just a whole bunch of stuff just started happening, man. Mm. Yeah, because it sounded like a, a dope project, you know what I'm saying, at that time. Like, it could have uh, made some noise nationally. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Was that the plans to seek, uh, like, like distribution or whatever? Were you, like, maybe Southwest at the time? or Yeah, during the time. During the time, I remember I remember Tony sending to uh, Rough House and all that, because that was us first being in the studio, so we hadn't even got – we had – we hadn't even got to cooking yet. Like those songs, or like these are songs y'all gonna do versus record, 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 and future code. Like we didn't get to that point. No. Oh. Yeah, we never so got was, to that point. It was. It was. Uh, it was on. It was basically in the horizon. You know what I'm saying? The works, but yeah, um, yeah. You ended up leaving. You said some crazy stuff was going. What was people going to jail? Was uh. uh yeah, I mean, like, Troy, Troy went to jail. I remember, I remember, like, watching the news and, and, and seeing one of my CEO face pop on news, man. Like, like I'm like, what, I think we're 18, 19 years old in, uh, in Houston. I mean, and, and the hip-hop thing was a new thing, and then it ran in the same concurrent wave as just what was going on in the streets. So it was, it was just different back then, you know. It was different yeah. right then, and uh, so I started recording. But even so, I started. I was working on a solo. Like I, I stayed, I stayed in the studio after that. Yeah. I stayed in the studio, and I kept pushing that criminal line because that was going to be the name of my project, Criminal Element. So I, I, I was still on that page, but but this way I can give them more me. So you recorded so it was, a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, I, I, Johnny still got it. Wow. Johnny still got it. And Matter he still fact, got that '89 came... Ghetto Boys album too. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. yep he still got it. Because when he came uh, down here, hey, I recorded. Gotta release that shit. Are yeah, you, are look, you, uh... look, look. I recorded a song. I recorded a song called "Hit 'Em Up" in 1991, right? Uh-huh. So when Johnny came down here a couple years ago, I think about three years. 
How long uh, Bush has been dead? Three years? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he died in uh, so 19. He came. 2019. When he came down here three years ago, uh, he brought he, he brought hit him up with him and let me hear. And I and I hadn't heard it since I was 19 years old. So my my voice is totally different than the <laughs> than the voice even on that smooth round criminal. My voice is different in that right now. So when I heard, it, I was like, wow. He's like, man. He always told me like you for your time rapping. Cause I was really rapping. Thing was, I hadn't found a, you know how you find a production that fits you. Yeah. Well, around, around, around the time I started working with Johnny by myself, that was happening. We was we was starting to get a chemistry between me and him. He started to see that I liked the more beats that was more like, not so East Coast, but like maybe maybe the uh, I can rap, but I more I like Zap, I like Funkadelic. More like that. Yeah, yeah, you want that funk in there. Yeah. Yeah, I want yeah, something that I, that can, you know, versus just something that was bat 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 bat. So, you know. And it's funny you brought up Criminal Element too because uh later on a very dope group by the name of Criminal Element came out of Houston. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I knew Yeah. Yeah, I knew. Uh the dude I forgot his name, there was he was somebody that worked with him. His name was Derek. I think it was Derek something. 'Cause he introduced me to uh I also did something with uh, uh, was it Big Boss from uh, uh, what's that group? Uh, what's the name of the group? OG Style. Oh yeah, yeah OG yeah, Style. Yeah, the uh, 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 rest in peace, Big Boss. Like I also did something with him through this dude, but we never got to, we never got to lock up. Over the years, it's been a whole bunch of, like I done did a lot of things with different people. Like a whole bunch of different situations, people go to jail, people go to jail, uh, or just you know, just everything is time and sometimes. Yeah, see, so you you pretty much, uh, I mean, you, you got music in the vault. You're working on music oh, yeah. now. Yeah, we're gonna. I've talk got about music. I've, I've I've done shows. I've done I've done when I first started doing the South by Southwest in the early. Uh, 2000s. I was doing that. I did. I did shows with SUC, Scarface, pretty much all of everything in Houston. The car shows. But I never was when I, when I would do the shows and, and, and perform on people's stuff. It would be me like doing a feature. I had never sat back and thought or started doing like me a solo project because I still was looking for that sound because I wanted to be with T Mix. <laughs> To be told, yeah. I wanted to be with two T Mix, like T Mix. To me, T Mix is like Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah, his beats are unfuckwittable. I mean, if you listen Man. to all those albums, you Man. know, Time Ball, <laughs> listen, Mr. Mike. They be talking about producers, man. Like, I sit, in the, I, I sit in the studio and watch it. Like, I wasn't producing. Like, like Johnny was trying to teach me that shit. Way back then, right? And I, that shit looked too technical to me. I was somebody who knew how to, I just somebody who knew how to rap and shit. So I ain't really want to do that, that uh, producing shit. But like, over the years, sitting and watching T Mix in the studio put them albums together and just like, man, that dude loud, man. Like, that's really one of the, they be talking about all these. Uh, T Mix is like Dr. Dre and DJ Quick put together. <laughs> For, for real. Yeah, he had sounds that were just amazing. One of my favorite albums of all time was uh, 
on top of the world. I mean, every fucking track was uh, hit. Yeah, man. You know. But, um, don't, don't. but uh, now fast forward. Uh, um, you know, what I'm saying a few years. Uh, wasn't you supposed to put out some music with Crime Boss as well? Me and Crime Boss had did uh, like over the years I had did like a lot of like I was popping in in and out of different studios, running the different people doing stuff here and there. So me, I ran Crime Boss a couple times, but later on we ran to each other and we started doing this project called Black Teams. It was me, Crime Boss, a couple more dudes from the South Side, uh, an artist named uh, Young BC. Uh, OG Charlie Franks. Uh, yeah, we had uh, we had did a mixtape. We had uh, we had what was the group that uh, Squad up. We had Squad up on there. We had Lift Flex on there. Uh, somebody else, man. But yeah, it, we we did it, but we didn't. We didn't. Again, somebody went to jail. <laughs> uh. The penitentiary is always uh, within reach. It's always within reach, unfortunately. And it it always stops the money. Like, you can't can't do a project with one of the people locked up when it comes to putting money into it. And and the person who's pretty much one of the main people in the situation, because he produced, he's locked up. So a lot of that shit was happening, man. Like, over the years, like, people, even... it was this uh, artist name. Uh, his name was Real Drama, and because uh, everybody was going on on the fact that I was on Swab before, right? So I would do features here and there. So I did. I have him do half his. I did like I think I did like four songs on this project, and then Tony started. Uh, Tony actually started working with him, and had got him a, a single with a uh, Bun B and a. Uh, Duke from Boys in the Hood, you know, Duke used to be on Suave, too. Like, with Gilly. Gilly used to be on Suave. Duke used to be on Suave. Well, all of them used to be in the studio. Uh, So, I mean, there's probably... um, Tony's probably got a shitload of music in the vaults himself, I imagine, that he's ever released. Man, Tony got a shitload of music. And he got a shitload of, like, credibility. That's what I be trying to tell everybody. Like, man, like, nobody did what Tony did. Tony, Tony, Tony is the – and I'm and I'm only speaking musically, right, from the CEO side of it. We're not talking about yeah. just being a boss. We're talking about, okay, let's lay the talent out on the table and who's putting out these projects and see who, who's got what, right? So you place Tony at the table with Shug in death row. You know what I'm saying? To like, like Tony had songs with with Bone Thugs and Harmony, and Bone Thugs and Harmony, Harmony was hot. He had, he, I think he was one of the first people that had a feature with Benny Siegel. He had, uh, like, I, the Loonies was over there at the studio. Too Short was over there. Redman, like he, he, like he was so by coastal. But with, with Ball and G, with Ball and G got Ball got a song with who? Uh, Big Pun. In heavy D, yeah, man, you ain't never yeah, heard so, he, like that was way before his time. He, um, did he ever like uh, break down to you why he stepped away 
Is it something that you know he just needed to take a break from, or because it seems like he he was on the on the way to being like you said the like the next big mogul, you know? No, tell me. I like no. we haven't didn't just because I always I always throw it up to him when I've been talking to him lately. I'm like I had ran into him uh, at the Ice Cube House of Blues concert not too long ago, but I think Tony, I think there was a lot of jealousy this period. In the industry, because like he came out of nowhere, <laughs> he came out of nowhere, and then you got this dude doing songs. Tony had songs done with probably everybody in the industry at that time. Everybody in the industry that was hot, Tupac was both been the first ones that recorded a song. Uh, uh, I think Tupac was supposed to record a song with a uh, Crime Boss when he first got out. I think like Tony was doing shit like that. Yeah, he was just a, you know, a straight business think, mind. He would yeah, have done a, he a lot was of a, stuff with Easy E, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think Tony, when when you speak him, when I when I think of Tony, I think of Tony like, okay, you like a Russell, you like a little young Russell Simmons type dude. Like like that's really like you really somebody on the street level of it though like. Cause he really did. He he was more about that CEO part. Like he, you know, Tony. I heard somebody say. Uh, I think I heard Birdman say in an interview something about them Universal deals, a million dollar Universal deals. Man, that was Tony that they started getting them deals. <laughs> Tony was, was one of the first ones. I think he was. I think he was the first one. Yeah, I think he was the first one. Uh, getting that the million dollar universal deals because he was he was branching out you know T Mix produced Rock Kim yeah. he produced I, Brian McKnight yeah he, you see what I'm saying he was doing Tony was doing some industry shit he was breaking breaking down uh, barriers and kicking in doors he um, look well that's what I was saying that that's why I was just like. Like man, what happened to do? Because I mean, he had it on lock, you know. Yeah. You know when but, people uh, getting different artists ears, and artists start hearing this, that, and the third, and you know, it, you know, it's the same, it's the same story, man. What somebody yeah. thinks somebody doing to them, but when when they look up, they realize they have to look, realize they was in the best place they could have been. <laughs> That's just how it ends up. When you look back, you're like, God damn, we was in a fancy car. <laughs> we was in the fed like Ball and G was going. Ball and G was going to be the Run DMC of the South. Period. No disrespect to UGK, but you, at, at that time period, UGK was not as big as A Ball and MJG. They just wasn't. Yeah, uh, Ball uh, and G uh, uh, bun, bun. was blowing up big. I thought Look, they Bun, were from Bun, Texas at first. Bun used to be at the studio. Bun used to be at the studio house in the, in the back room with T Mix, listening to Porter's house. Porter's here. Pimp yeah. used to come through. Like everybody was over there. And this is, uh, you know, what I'm saying this is back in the, in the in the glory days of big time records too. There's so many. I mean, Houston None. is just so much talent. Yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony started, Tony started like, what, 90? 90, our shit came out in 91. Uh, I think the the Lost album was like, what, 98? 
So from 91 to about 98, he was constant. He was consistent and getting bigger. Like, it it wasn't going backwards. (laughs) No, Tila went gold. Tila went gold. gold. Like, Tila went gold when he was solo. Like, gold. That was a big release, too. And that was his first release. Later on for the Rap-A-Lot deal. Look, they want to tell I'm drawing the line. Like, I'm showing you that. Look what everybody became with Tony. And look what everybody became after they left. Versus, like, he had, he was lining them all up. He, like, Tila was going to be a superstar. That's just what he was, that's just what he was, he was building them up to be. He was, he was, he was going to be a superstar. If I had known Tony had that vision from the gate, I would have never left. <laughs> Like straight up, I wouldn't. I never tried to go back, but I would have never left because I see this dude. Because the way the way I was looking at the game, I didn't realize that's how he seen it. He wasn't yeah. looking at no local shit. He was definitely uh, uh, making some serious uh, chess moves. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. You know who I really thought was gonna blow up though too, uh, Crime Boss. <clears throat> that first album was just uh, uh, everybody loved that album, man. And and then yeah, um, it took three years for him to drop the Conflicts and Confusion, which was a dope yeah, follow up. He, he, he was locked up. I didn't. Yeah, he was I locked didn't, up. See, there's yeah, a penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, he was locked. He, he was he was he was, he was locked up. Uh, he he was locked up when he came out. I think there was a lot of writing on that. So yeah, that's what happened. But that's what like Crime Boss was the first. I think Crime Boss was he the first solo. Uh, Suave Arts from yeah. Houston, from Houston, and uh, cause I think Crime Boss came up during the, during that time with Scarface, like. When Scarface was DJ Axe, my name used to be Action, and I changed my name from Action because I heard the dude name was Action, and it was Scarface when he was with uh, Latroy. But Crown Boss, like, Crown Boss tape was jamming like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You made me think yeah. about this shit. Classic. All in the game. We did a lot of shit. Me and Crown Boss did some shit. We did some shows. We did some shows in, uh, I think, what, 07. We, we were doing this Black Teamster project, right? And one of the dudes got locked up. So me and Crime Boss kept, we kept working because I had a studio, and I had to start producing. So we had got some beats from these dudes from Germany. We started doing stuff with people in Germany, right? Never released. Then me and him, uh, we had the songs we did with Black Teamsters. Then I had, we, he had a mixtape called uh, The Game... What's the name of the game? The name of the album, All in the Game. What was the name? Uh, what's the name of this damn project? Uh, the Game Don't Stop. We were doing a project called The Game Don't Stop when he started doing that project with Lil Flip. So I forgot how many songs we had did, but, like, I still got them. Damn. Are you, are you guys uh, uh, going to release them in the future? I ain't talked to him in a minute. I ain't talked to him in a couple of years. No. Yeah, I ain't talking in a couple of years, but like I was listening to a couple last night. Cause like me and me and Crime Boss, 
me and Crown Boss would have had a hard ass project, man. And we was we we was running around during the time we was working on it, we was around each other. So like that chemistry was like I think we had when Pimp when Pimp C first got out, uh Pimp C came to my uh came to my house and we stood out in the parking lot for like an hour just talking, me, Crown Boss and Pimp C and he had that red bent. I think he had I think he had just uh crashed that the silver one or something, so we so later on we wound up going to uh the smoke shop and he shot a commercial and I shot like a little uh I shot like a little video clip of uh a interview of me, Pimp and uh Crown Box, but I'm behind a camera to like they was gonna do a project called uh The Underdogs. And then uh just uh, didn't end up happening. Uh, they, they recorded. Record? Uh, he recorded. He recorded one song. I think he recorded one song. And uh, I was supposed to, I, I, I to go back over there. I didn't ever go back, but like I had got to chop it up with Pimp because like he didn't know the SRC story either until I told him. I just hate the fact that we ain't you know get to lock back up. I think he died probably like I think that was like April. We died in the when he died. December or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, he died uh, like after we shot the little clip. He died a few. He died a few months later. Damn. It's uh, always something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right there, man. I mean, you're rubbing elbows with the the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and I definitely uh, believe uh, the best of you is still to come. We got a sample of something that you done a couple of years ago. This is called White yeah. Bronco. Um, man. Hey, um, at large, you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about this uh, white Bronco song. It was just some uh, some random shit I did. I got uh, vicious lead to uh, mix and master, and uh, it was pretty much me st- me standing on the whole little criminal thing. And then me and OJ Simpson got the same birthday, and I thought it'd be funny to like to like get into that whole little. But I'm talking with you. Listen to the lyrics, though. I'm I'm actually telling the suave story a little bit. I'm I'm telling you a whole different thing in the situation of a a chase and a murder. But I'm really talking about the, the whole the suave history. If you listen to it. Oh, definitely, definitely. We're gonna check this uh, white Bronco out. When we come back, I'm gonna bring on the homie Sin from France. I know he's got a couple questions for you. Uh, don't go nowhere. We're here with that large. Be right yeah. back. Can't hold it back. I'm reaching for the eye. The way I froze a blast open ball is 
chase and get mo. I'm looking both ways for them haters so you know. That niggas gon' cross you almost everywhere you go. White Bronco. I got fed and said fuck them all like pop. I waited two million years for my album to drop. These fake ass niggas, scandalous ass bitches, so-called homies. Only operators off the bitches. If any motherfucker nowadays like the enemy of the state, strapped the AK, cause I seen it all. Mean dog niggas take the ball. Lose their whole shit, try to fall, try to impress them old niggas. That you don't even know And they looking at you like a hoe So please believe me that's real I was 19 when I signed my first deal My niggas getting killed, I had to chill I pray to God they'll make me get crunk Swinging 80 bows with a chop in the trunk Cause I'm the same old nigga that I always been I got my game from my OG I saw a nigga missing pen All those motherfuckers tried They put me in the paint But the soldier never cries I know that I ain't the same I hear the stare Fuck the shit yeah. with no parole Still riding dirty Slanging out with my nuts on sports Because I came to the game to get the dough My niggas be bitches and I pay for chase to get low I'm looking both ways for them haters So you know And niggas gonna cross you almost everywhere you go I told you that I came to the game to get the dough My niggas be bitches and I pay for chase to get low Mo. I'm looking both ways for them haters so you know That niggas gon' cross you almost everywhere you go White Bronco sitting in the back Yeah Oh yeah, twisty Cause a nigga chill and big I think I'm all cock mine and kill me a trick I know these motherfuckers straight hating Is it large really real? But you can find out from my still shit I'ma tell you just like this Fuck Chris Bet when a bus won't miss Picture this Nigga touch the tail Walk around scared like a hoe Dumb yeah, and mind mine like a go I never been that type of nigga Talk to gang and shit Oh, that hard You think the fraud Look who they hang with Them niggas suspect They get me upset I see through them They cause no tent ass How with the doom straight Bitch made French braids Sometimes riders Talk a lot of shit With a bitch on the side speed Tripping me out Pop that dick out your mouth That shit you Spit in the bottom Help them picking you out Had a crime scene Yellow tape This is John Doe Shot in your face With a tag on your toe just to let you know it gets real Why fuck around and get killed When you could've just did his deal I stay connected but keep that on the low Only the motherfuckers who had weight They folks now you know so when I spit this shit I swear to God I ain't rapping But we can let the guns all clap Because I came to the game to get the dough Or niggas be bitches and I pay for chase to get more I'm looking both ways for them haters so you know And niggas gonna cross you almost everywhere you go I told you that I came to the game to get the dough Or yeah. niggas be bitches and I pay for chase to get more yeah. I'm both ways for them haters so you know yeah. That niggas gon' cross you almost everywhere you go White Bronco Yeah Yeah, that's at large White Bronco, that's what I'm talking about right there, brother uh, What project was that on again? At large, can you hear me? Hello? I'll try to bring him on again, see what happens. Yo. Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Um, having these technical difficulties. What project uh, was that on? I was putting it out as a little tester before I started doing this uh, Steel Real Criminal Project. Oh, okay, okay. Now the steel, yeah. the steel real criminal. When is that coming out? I'm slating it for the winter. I'm trying to, I'm trying to finish it by the winter because I'm gonna do a whole, I'm gonna do merch and everything with it. Cause I, it's really gonna be like a, 
It's a it's a playoff of that smooth run criminal. So I'm I'm taking so the it's SRC like back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking that a, back. Hey, you gotta tell. look at it like this. It's thirty year anniversary of that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's a huge I told milestone. Man. I, I told Tony I told Tony, uh I was talking about the album cover. I think he I think he doing something I think he doing something with it too. So we we probably we probably sit down and put something together. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh I'm gonna bring on the homie Sin uh from France, uh DJ Lord Sinister. You there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, hi, Scott. Hi, hot lad. Legendary. Hey, what's up, man? Pionier. What's going on? Yeah, I'm fine. Legendary pioneer in the game in Houston. Um, yes, sir. Can you tell us about uh, this song, uh, Stuck Between the Styles, and you got able to win an air swift on from your album, Smooth Crime Criminals? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the, song, the song, the whole concept came up with, from Tony. Tony Draper, uh, the stuff between style was like, because we had different styles of, and like the different type of music. Me, I grew up on Zap and uh, Funkadelic. So in 91, if you listen to it, I'm rapping over a Zap sample. I think I think Zap and uh, some Public Enemy drums. Cause like, I listen to East Coast rappers, but I like it. I like the regular music, you know? So my yeah. style was different. Yeah. And also, the Supervisor Trackmaster, Prince Johnny C, made all the album, right? Mm-hmm. Production. Uh, yeah. Can I tell us about the process of production for him? Uh, for the, the Step Between Style was pretty much Johnny C in his heyday when Johnny C was producing uh, all of that early uh, Ghetto Boy songs. Uh, early, early Willie D, early Choice, early Johnny C produced a lot. Him and Red Red produced a lot of the right. early uh, rap a lot. So I pretty much just came in on the wave that what he was doing. And then when, when me and him sat down, I brought like Crater Records to him. Like the, the the project that me and Johnny was working on for my solo, that was gonna be it. <laughs> like because we really got to sit down and go into and dig in the crates and pull out samples, you know, I, I hate it didn't happen, but, man, <laughs> he still yeah, got We know him as, as rapper, but not much as producer, like Trackmaster yeah. Prince Johnny C. <laughs> yeah, track, Trackmaster Prince Johnny C., yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, sir. He was, he was here not too long. He was over, he was over here uh, a couple of years ago producing over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny is a great guy, man. Yeah. Can you tell us also about uh, when you met Johnny Draper, and uh, do you tell that time it would be a big label later? Uh, let's see. From from meeting him when I was in the seventh grade to uh, knowing him and 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 seeing what he accomplished, man, like Tony inspired me because like to come from, I, I know where he come from. I know what he started with. I know how it all started, to, and to see, to see what he did, because it wasn't it wasn't no big team or, and all that that did like it, it didn't happen like that. The, the stories that you be hearing, how people, it didn't happen like that with Tony. Like 
he really he really made an empire in a short time with some quality work. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a lot of it wasn't a lot of like a like a lot of albums put together to make a label. No, as long as you think about it, small that small catalog is a small catalog. Yeah, but but it spanned it spanned a few years though. Yeah, and Tony have a have a vision. He was the first to put on the map the Pixel style. In fact, with the the first album way before No Limit and uh, and Cash Money. Yes, it was even with, even with that uh, 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 smooth run smooth run criminals album, like that style was different for that from that time. Like when he was. Looking back on it now, I see that he had a he had a bigger vision for the group that than even I had. You know, like you know, we was all young. You got your egos and all that. So, but to to, to when I look back at it now, because I'm like, damn, look what he did for Ball and G. Like he made Ball and G. Everybody knew who Ball and G was, and when and when right. he first brought them to Houston. They was just two dudes with Jerry Curl with the with the with the jean jackets. And he in, in a short time he had people in Houston knowing who Ball and G was. And then after that he had pretty much the world knowing who A Ball and J G was because if you look at the time period of when they was hot and if you look at right now, what's the difference? Tony. <laughs> right? Yeah, Tony. right. Like, 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 it's Tony. Like tell a piece of mine, we can feel uh, the shadow sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and T Mix and T Mix was like, right. So like I, I said, T Mix was like Dr. Dre, man. Like, yeah, explicitly too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, even on, on your tape, you got a uh, the Houston car, the red Houston car. Can I tell us about, <laughs> it? about the car, the Houston style? Yeah, the, the uh, candy that was that was JB uh, that was JB Jaguar. JB was uh, James Kinsley. He was another one of the CEOs. That was his candy, custom candy coated Jaguar with the white sure. guts. Like, like we didn't even take a picture on our album cover. The car took a picture. <laughs> yeah. And um, did you meet Mr. Mike Biffos, uh house? And crime boss, I, I, or it was a I knew, I knew, I, I met, I met, uh, I met Ball and G first. I already knew Thero. Then I met, uh, I knew Crime Boss because Crime Boss from Houston. I met Mike because Mike came from Corpus Christi and he stayed at the house. So I met Mike afterwards. Yeah. Then I met uh, Tila. I met all. I'm, I'm, I met all of them. Every every artist that was on Swore, pretty much. Uh, even Psycho Drama. Me and Psycho Drama was like, those were my boys right there, man. Yeah, I liked Psycho Drama. Yeah. Yeah. It was independently also Starbucks. Later, he got relativity in a, an Universal, but at first it was really independent. He he got big independent. In the way. What? You said relativity. Yeah, he he got a deal with a relativity and a universal, but way before he was his boss, his own boss, at a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
right there with the uh I'm like I said, Easy E J Prince, um yeah, fucking Earth, yeah. Gotti, whoever you want to name. Yeah, I'm telling you, any, any anyone you want to name. Anyone should him, him look should, him and Puffy yeah. him and Puffy was tight. Him and, I asked him recently I asked him recently about uh I asked I said, Man, I said what you dig is only equal to like death row. He said, Yeah, that's what I told should. Like he knew them. That's why I'm trying to tell everybody, like, that if, you, if you look at that time period, that I'm telling you from 91 to 98, okay, Suge is in that period, Easy e is in that period, the J is in that period, because Master P came at the end of that period. Think about it. He was there, but No Limit came, like, what, strong, like, 90, what, 97? They blew up hard in 97. I mean, they were going yeah, gold like, in 95 and 96, but 97 is when they really right? hit hard. And then they did that yeah. song together. Remember, they did that Swarth House and, and No Limit song together with Psycho Drama and, and, and Master P. But I'm saying, Tony was in that slot that whole Yeah, yeah Tony and Mystical. Uh, uh, Tony was in that slot that whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and Kennedy discovered Rick Ross also, way before yeah, the yeah, 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 Rick Ross. Yeah, 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 Gilly the Kid. Yeah, Gilly, Rick Ross. Uh, it's somebody else, man. I, I think I think man, look, I remember a car show we went to and Timberland was with us. I, I, I think Tony I think Tony knew of uh for real early. I think Tony knew like Tony Tony was man. Like that's why I'm trying to tell him to tell his story, like man, they don't know what you was doing. I was watching. I'm watching these people come I'm watching these people come to the People from Universal coming to the house like three o'clock in the morning. Like I'm seeing these. Like man, you doing some, you doing some other shit. You got some big moves. This, you're not playing local. You're not playing local ball right now. You playing, you playing for the big stakes. That's what Tony was doing. I think uh, huh. if I'm if I'm correct, I think Ball had some. Some. I think it was some D. I know it was some LL Cool J talk going on. I know it was some uh. I want to say DMX. You know, Ball had a song with Buster Rhymes when Buster Rhymes was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Red Man oh, yeah. was hot. Like, Ball from Memphis, but he rapping on a song with Buster Rhymes and Red Man. That's Tony oh, orchestration yeah. right there. <laughs> well, did he, uh, did he end up signing them for an album? Um, a, a Ball? Back at, yeah, back a while. Uh, what, probably 04 maybe? Living Legends album, I think it was. Um, that might have came from the connection with, uh, with Draper. Yeah, because so. Tony, Tony, Tony and Puffy was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. There's no doubt about it, brother. You were part of uh, one of the most legendary uh, labels in rap. And um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do next and what Tony does next. Um it was real dope talking to you. I want you to come back again, if possible, in the future, man. But before we do get out of here, I want to give you the floor. You know, shout outs or whatever you want, man. It's all yours. Okay. Well, I appreciate y'all having me, man. Uh, be on the lookout for the projects I got coming out. Uh, Still, real criminal. Hopefully, they'll come in the winter or at the top of the year. I got uh, another project with uh, my bro from Oakland, ain't no love. It's called uh, Mob Rules. It's like the Houston and, and the Bay put together. 
and uh, I'm working on my brands like Wolf Season, Young Lifetime, and Still Real Criminal. But that's what I got going on right now. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, at large, if it's cool with you, uh, first quarter of uh, 2022, let's bring you on, man. Let's uh, um, preview that new project and uh, chop it up again. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely, man, definitely. I appreciate the yeah. love. Man, definitely, man. This is, uh, we're going to go uh, with uh, part two of the Smooth Rhyme Criminal. These are snippets of the album. I want to give everybody a taste of it. That way they can save up their money and try to buy it on eBay for 500 bucks if they can <laughs> right. find it. You know? Right. Let me ask you say that. before we go. Did you ever think that something you did 30 years ago uh, would be a collector's item today? Nope. That's why when I seen it, because I, I seen one bid, man. It was one bid for, like, I think it was, like, $1,400 for the tape. It tripped me out. Jesus. So it made me start. It made me start. So I, I hit Tony. I'm like, hey, man, I, I think I texted to JV or Tony, one of them. And I was like, did you know they, they auctioning this out for this amount? I was like, no. Nah. I'm like, man, that shit, like, this It's a testament that m- music lives forever. Yeah. And people will pay. It lives it. forever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you never uh, know who pick it up. The underground uh, rap game, because, uh, you know, a lot of the artists, they produce a limited quantity of these uh, records and tapes and CDs. Mm-hmm. So uh, yep. now you got to look, a lot of these guys overseas, Sin will tell you, uh, they didn't have access to them like we did when you guys dropped it. So now that right. shit's skyrocketing. You got guys in Japan that are paying big money. I know there's one guy, I forget his name, but he's, he's in Japan. He comes over to the States and goes to all the remaining mom and pop shops and just buys whatever they got, you know, because um, he knows he wow. can make a grip of money on that shit, you know. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Tony, if you listen, if you got a couple of those boxes laying around, send me one, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm, Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask, too, like, man, you know what you said, no? Yeah, shout yeah. out to Tony Draper and JB, man. Like, straight up, swore for life. Most definitely, most definitely. All right, here we go. This is part two, Smooth Rhyme Criminals, 1991, 30 years ago. Man, I want to thank our, our guests tonight at large. I want to thank the homie Sid, and I want to thank all our listeners. Murder Master Music Show only, UGSForLife.com. Why is it so hard nowadays for a brother to get his foot? I don't know. They think one is seven up too. Yeah, what's that? Never had it, never will. Well, these are the 90s. Smooth criminals for making out the fake. You know what I'm saying? The 90s and blacks are getting stronger. Black. Get a free ride. 
can watch the greenback stack. You wake up, you see that time ain't getting longer. Blacks to the 90s. Hey, yo. And what is made is a lyrical endeavor So clever that you never ever would try to compete Cause at that point you'll be obsolete And taking it to the top of your step brother You're labeled as a pimp and the world's greatest lover Another prime suspect jacked by the PD Step between the styles but you still wanna see me Steadily profiling and bringing you the style And giving you examples of a mastermind and wine Do some say I couldn't do it but now I've done it Not a sick Riding on the tip of this big brown dick Straight out the leaf Standing over six feet with one form of relief And that's rocking the beat Because I'm lyrically untamed Psychologically insane Metaphorically fit And definitely you can't get with The style of a suspect Cause you know what's up next to lyrically inclined Black brother on the Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.